Welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration, Lockdown Innovation Diary Edition. And I'm coming to you today from outside in my garden. It's such a beautiful day uh, filming this on a Saturday. Blue skies, spring has sprung. And although we're all inside at the moment, at the time of filming, uh, it's, uh, it's a wonderful pleasure to uh, take in the small joys when they're available. Um, Lockdown Innovation Diary is intended as a, uh, a, a dialogue or a, uh, an inventory of things that are interesting and hopefully inspirational uh, that, that happen you know, during these times. And a few of you have expressed an interest in understanding a little bit more uh, about how I came about uh, a, uh, becoming a, a record label owner. I started a record label, it's called Big Community Records. So today's edition is uh, to tell you that story, uh, where it came from, why I did it, uh, some of the experiences that we're having in the current sort of lockdown circumstance and, and what's coming next. In theory, technology is a great leveller. You know, it's a, it's a democratising force. If you've got a smartphone and an idea, uh, you can start a channel like I have, reach a global audience, you can start a micro multinational business pretty easily, build a website in about 40 minutes. So it, it, it should, in theory, uh, create access and opportunity, and it has for many. But there's clearly a section of society that feels somehow um, left out, that it's not getting through to. So I asked myself what I could personally do about that. Um, and job number one for me was learning more uh, about what it's like to grow up in the ends of London or any other um, lower socio-economic sort of community in uh, an urban centre um, and sort of experience that through the eyes of uh, people um, who have come up through those routes. And I started working with a couple of young men, one from East London who at the time was homeless and another one, uh, a guy called Quasi Court, who grew up in Mitcham, which is in South London. Uh, and I'll focus on Quasi for the purposes of this because he was really the trigger point for uh, BCR, uh, Big Community Records. Anyway, Quasi and I uh, struck up a uh, friendship, uh, somewhat of a mentorship as well, a, very much a two-way street. He was teaching me um, about what life was like for him growing up in, in Mitcham, uh, what the opportunities and challenges were and, and are still, and I was helping him out sort of think through how he could go about uh, creating uh, music and building a business from it. Um, I don't know much about music, um, very little in fact, I'm learning pretty quickly, but I do know quite a bit about business, so that was the essence of our, our friendship and mentorship. Um, and this continued for some weeks. Um, he, um, he was helping me understand his background, and as I sort of pulled, pulled away the layers, Quasi was good enough to share with me his, his full uh, backstory. He's a passionate musician, for, um, uh, by the way, a rapper, uh, a, a very talented lyricist, and um, he's got a very unique sound, which I'll come back to, but that's his passion, that was his mission. And like many in his situation, he didn't know how to go about sort of building that into a career. To do music, it takes time. You know, you've got to write lyrics, you've got to record, uh, and it also takes money. And I'm finding this out rather directly at the moment. To, to do a decent EP, which is a short album, um, involving all of the recording, the contributions from producers and session artists and uh, 
um, artists who do album art, videographers, photographers, distribution cost, all this sort of thing, um, you very quickly reach about £20,000 and that's, that's doing it on a shoestring. And that for many and most, I would argue, is just you know, beyond, um, beyond reachable. So Quasi, um, through a function of perceived necessity, got drawn into a pretty nefarious lifestyle, gang lifestyle, and um, spent some time in this. And, and for him, as, as I believe is true for most, if not all, uh, people who fall into this lifestyle, it was a means to an end. It was a, a way of, of funding what he really wanted to do. Um, and, and Quasi uh, was and is a, a real sort of um, paradox, I guess, a, um, uh, a, a person who sort of somehow lives in two worlds. On the one hand, incredibly intelligent, articulate, curious, you know, an avid reader. I think he reads a, uh, at least a book a week. Um, and on the other, um, somebody who's sort of grown up in circumstances that uh, don't have the opportunities that um, many of us, in, in, certainly in a, in a more privileged bubble, um, are used to and take for granted. Uh, so, you know, for example, he used to sleep with a shotgun on one side of his bed for protection and, you know, the latest book, Homo Deus, or whatever it was, on the other. He had a really big wake-up call about five years ago when his friend and, and business partner was shot in the head and killed and another close friend was convicted and put into jail. Uh, unconnected events, but together they gave, gave him a kind of a wake-up call. Um, and he sort of stood back and said, look, this is not my narrative. I have a different narrative. I'm absolutely determined to do music, but not this way. And he took what I think is a very brave, courageous decision to step away from that lifestyle uh, and, uh, and, and follow a, a very clean path. Um, he became uh, or, or um, uh, refound um, religion as a source of inspiration. Um, not everyone's bag, uh, but uh, for him it's given him great values uh, to follow and, uh, and a sense of calm uh, in a tumultuous uh, society uh, and endeavour. And uh, he started doing freelance contracting, does bits and pieces here and there. And um, that was a pretty big jump from what was a fairly good income to a, a very low income. Um, and he was just grafting and grinding away, doing what he could on Instagram, on YouTube, uh, in the studio as he could. Anyway, we had this ongoing um, mentorship and he want to, wanted to do a, a first EP, which is generally an album of about uh, six to nine tracks, um, generally. And uh, he didn't quite know how to go about doing that. So we sat down, we had a long meeting uh, at, uh, at one of the Soho houses, in fact, in West London. And I helped him put a budget together. So I taught him how to use a spreadsheet, a recording budget. Um, I didn't know what was required, so he was helping with the inventory and I was helping him with you know, how to think about the costing for it. We also put a marketing plan together and the idea at the time was to help him set up a Kickstarter campaign, which is a type of crowdfunding uh, where somebody comes up with an idea and, and people can contribute. Um, the thing about Kickstarter though is it's kind of one or nothing. Uh, you run the campaign and either you you are fully funded against the target you specify, which for him was the recording budget, uh, or you get nothing. And I could see 
that he could very well spend the next several months campaigning his heart out uh, against the, his Kickstarter um, endeavour and end up with nothing in, in the same place. So I kind of reflected on it after this meeting over the weekend and I thought, look, why don't, why don't I put my money where my mouth is and uh, help him directly? Uh, so that's what I did. I literally got home and I googled how to start a record label because I, I had no idea. Uh, what do you know? I found this company called Ditto, big sort of um, independent uh, artist distributor uh, platform, electronic uh, dist distribution platform, fantastic company by the way, Ditto, D-I-T-T-O. And they did uh, a, an offering called Record Label in a Box. And that had come from the guys who set it up, you know, having to navigate this incredibly complex labyrinth, which is the record business. And uh, they wanted to make it easy for others. Um, so I thought, wow, fantastic, I'll have one of them. Uh, so set up a company, uh, they helped me do it. Big Community Records Limited is the entity. I'm the sole shareholder. I fully funded it. Uh, they give us a, um, you know, stack of sort of standard form contracts for rights agreements, management agreements, live event agreements, this sort of thing that we can then uh, use. Set us up with all of the royalty uh, and rights uh, societies um, uh, around the UK and, and, and globally. Uh, and off you go. So I set the company up, I fully funded it, and I signed Quasi as my, as my artist and signed him up uh, for the uh, production of this EP. So we've been working together every, ever since. Uh, I tell you, I've made every mistake in the book. Uh, and it's been a joyful thrill ride, I can tell you that. Um, lots of fun. Um, the mission of the company is super important though. It's a social enterprise. Uh, its mission is to help artists, talented artists in lower socio-economic communities get their start. You know, I had noticed there was just nothing there for that and you either sort of get lucky by having a video that blows up on YouTube um, or you sort of spin your wheels endlessly, uh, which is what Quasi was doing. So we're working together now on this EP. Uh, the EP's called Blood on the English Carpet. Uh, the first single, called Please Don't Boast, which features LD67, a, a fairly well-known drill artist from, uh, from London. Uh, first single's coming out on the 7th of May. I'll put the links below. Uh, I'd love for you to uh, support Quasi when that comes out. Uh, he's got a very unique sound. Um, it was interesting, actually, when we started talking, I looked at some of his um, material on his YouTube channel, and it was a real range from hardcore, um, uh, pretty sort of um, intense drill music to grime, to soulful singing, and a little bit of what sounded more like hip hop. And I asked Quasi, you know, what is your identity? What's your sound? What's your sonic identity? And he explained to me that what he was doing is he, he was sort of, in order to uh, publish, get a track up on various of these channels that are out there on YouTube to do this, things like Black Box and Link Up TV and SBTV and GRM Daily, these are all channels where up-and-coming artists sort of put their stuff there and hope that it um, catches attention. Um, he, was, he was trying to mould his material around what those platforms were looking for. So I said to him, you know, if you didn't have to fit your music to what the platform expected, what would it be? What's your sonic identity? And he said, grok. I said, what? Grok. Grime. Rock. So a combination of urban uh, grime, 
grime music, um, type of rap, and rock. He grew up loving and listening to heavy rock. He was influenced by his mother's music taste, and, and she was into soul and R&B. Uh, so all of that comes together in what I think is an absolutely unique uh, sound uh, that Quasi calls grok and he styles himself as the grok master and you'll hear this in his music when it comes out I think it's absolutely unique I've not heard anything like it uh, and I think it uh, it will appeal to a, a pretty uh, broad section uh, of our community so big community records Quasi Court K-W-A-Z-I-C-O-R-T I'll put the links to his channel and his Insta uh, below. I'll put the link to my uh, record label below. I'll put the link to the single uh, coming up below. Um, and as I say, I'd love for you to support it. Everyone, by the way, that we've um, uh, built in the team, uh, the team around is from a lower socioeconomic community. So Quasi I've talked about, but also uh, the three producers that we've uh, worked with, uh, the beat producers who, who build the sort of underlying beat, uh, the album artist, uh, a very talented graphical artist called Jada Bruni. I'll put her links below as well. Um, young young woman from Croydon, um, uh, Z Barmra, who is uh, our artist liaison person. Uh, everyone who we've worked with, videographers, photographers, all have one thing in common. They're talented people who simply lack the oxygen and opportunity that many of us who um, who were lucky enough to grow up in a more privileged context uh, take for granted and uh, everything that the company stands for and does is to support these people uh, so I'd love for you to uh, support it you'll be um, uh, you'll be spending money uh, on uh, supporting a, a range of people not just uh, quasi but the the others who have worked on the project um, and you'll be helping uh, do your part to help them get their start so that's the story of Big Community Records. I'm completely mad. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm loving it. And uh, I think we're, we're going to come up with something really special. That's all for today. Have a good one.